Hello, boys. Welcome back to League Teams. Hey, anybody else getting skinned in the tips? Uh, You're going you, all right, nah, eh? Oh, I was going all right for mid-season, but I've started to fall off. I'll a little tell you bit. what, though. Looking at Ruzy's arms, he's the only man in Australia at the moment peeling in the middle of winter. <laughs> you are too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, How well are you actually. going? Yeah, yeah. Bit of wike, you had to go to Byron for a couple oh, of days. Oh, okay. Well. Right. Had, had, had to. Okay. Had to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working. I was working anyway. <laughs> you are showing oh, all the signs of being the next generation Malcolm Blight coach. Just do it on your <laughs> turn. Oh, Just play yeah. golf every Monday. <laughs> 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 Whatever you want to do. Here you had golf. You might have coaching was that simple, eh? Hey? Yeah, you'll have beach going terms rather than golf. That's, that's you. Let's talk about Adelaide and Geelong. First cab off the rank tomorrow night. Jono, you're going to show us all the changes and let us know who's in, who's out? Yeah, Alex Keith comes in for his first game. Top order batsman. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully he hits, uh, hits a few sixes and uh, Eddie gets a few to Eddie Betts as well. Jake Lever's out of the sides. That's a big out straight up. So for, that'll be a straight swap. Lever for it will be. Keith. Yes, definitely. And then you've got Salwood and, and Stewart coming back in for the cat. Stewart with the, the cheekbone or the eye socket. Uh, one of the, but anyway, he'll wear the helmet. Parfitt's out with a hammy again injured and, and Simpson omitted. So, look, there's still some concerns, I suppose, or some question marks around Rory Sloan, whether he gets yep. up. He has been named on the interchange. So, I don't know whether we can read anything into that or whether that's just where he's been slotted in from when they put the team sheets up. Gallucci is the midfielder that the forward mid, I suppose, that is in that uh, emergency list that could come in to, to replace him if that late change is made. Well, you give him another 12 hours, why wouldn't you, if you've got the flexibility? But yep. one thing off the bat with Adelaide, they haven't won their last past five against the Cats. So what's disturbing for Adelaide is against the league, they're 117 points four, but when they play the Cats, 67. Struggle defensively. And yet we don't think of, you know... Geelong being a dour defence, yeah. do we? I mean, they set up well, and it's 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 a, almost the the glove to the hand that is Adelaide's forward mm. momentum. They are able to set up behind them and stop their movement, force them to retreat, and and make sure that they can't bring it forward at speed, which stops their way over the top kicking and running on into the open goal. They match yeah. up really well defensively. I, wonder, I think uh, the other thing is just okay. the contested possessions too. I mean, they're, they're really relying on winning them. I mean, in their wins, they're plus 11.3 and in their losses, they're minus nine. So I reckon you're right, Dan. I reckon what Geelong do is, is just slow their ball movement. So it's imperative if Adelaide are going to win this game. They have to win contested possessions. They have to go forward from stoppages because it seems like Geelong are one of the few teams that can stop them coast to coast, can stop them going from defence mm. to attack. So Really so can I ask then, if to do that, do they send one more to the stoppage to get an out number? And does that give Geelong one more behind the footy so they can intercept? How, how do you play that game? Well, well, Cameron's the one that's come up at stoppages at times and also centre bounces, also stoppages. I think, I think it's time to Adelaide to maybe leave their six forwards in front of the ball at, at stages rather than have that extra. Because if you leave six forwards in front of the ball and you're relying on... I mean, Sloan's an interesting one. Does he mm. play? Hats off to the Crouch brothers. But I think they need to win stoppages and go forward. If you win stoppages and go forward to an out number because you've got an extra around the ball, often it's not that productive from a, yeah. from a scoring point of view. And, and Harry, Harry Taylor's been settled for the last yeah. couple of weeks in defence. Yeah, Henderson's yeah. the one that is very good at that, that yep. intercept sort of play. And that brings then, obviously... Tui into the game because yep. he reads that so well for the receiving. They're probably the, the, probably Sydney and them are the two best teams at having one back. If you leave one back with those teams, they can def defend multiple inside fifties. So I reckon I reckon to answer your question, I, I'd leave six forwards in front of the ball yep. and I'd back 
you know, crowd, the Crouch boys have been really good, really productive. The only, the only thing that we've talked about with Adelaide a bit, they don't have a lot rotating through the midfield. So do they get too weary? That, that's probably a, a question that will be answered over the next sort of six or seven weeks. 100% right with exactly that's where the game's going to be won and lost because sides have worked out now with Adelaide. You've got to make them defend 120 metres instead of 60 or 80 metres. And Geelong last week with ball movement uh, didn't tighten up as well against the Hawks. So they're not going to allow Adelaide to do that. But when they've got the ball, they can move it so fast. And we saw, obviously, Dangerfield go forward as a good option. So that's going to be... Uh, something in the balance, well, I even, reckon. I mean, where... Joel Selwood, we had him on the radio, and he was he, some of the credit to the players. Some of the players' interviews over the weekend. We had one on Friday Very, night. Quite revealing. They were they? as good as as good as I've heard players talk about the game. And, and Selwood mentioned their defence. I, I asked him. I said, "Looks, what's probably the one thing that you need to get better at in order to win a premiership?" Because clearly, we see these two sides, you know, competing for premiership. And he was really honest. He said they. Just need to slow the ball, which they've done against Adelaide, yeah. but they've struggled against other teams. So he really felt like they need, they're giving away too many easy goals. So if they're not spot on on Friday night, we know Adelaide can Well, do I reckon it. they need to tag Tom Lynch then because yep. you worry about slowing, yes. But Tom Lynch is the one. He came back in last week, had 20, after illness, yeah. 27 and kicked three goals. He's that, he's that link-up that I think he's the one that needs to be stopped from a productive point of view from, from an Adelaide side more than anyone in, in their lineup. I, I can't believe, it's funny, watching Adelaide play, I can't believe that he doesn't get clamped on more Lynch. Yeah. Because he's the conduit between the the defence and attack. The number of times he gets a little easy outlet kick and then the Laird and Atkins and these blokes Whoosh. are picking off him and, and handballing it. And it also allows them, which is to the Taylor Walker issue, you know, allows, with, with him going up the field, allows Walker to perhaps sit back a little bit more. Um, you without, never really want... Walker outside 60 metres, would you? I mean, I don't think so. Not in an ideal he's so world. Dangerous. Now Jenkins is not there. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but he has been okay. Walker the last couple of weeks, fulfilling the, the yeah. Lynch role a little bit, getting a little bit high, creating a little contest. But I think for them to win a, a premiership, Lynch is the one that's yeah, up. Definitely. And I, I agree. I yeah. can text Walker's the 40 to 60 mark because he can kick a goal from 55 as well. Mm. You like him operating in in that area. Did we accidentally learn anything about? the game in this modern era with the game's best midfielder gets injured so he goes forward and oh. suddenly we have a six foot two very mobile player who you would say is undersized as a key forward but played as a key forward and he was they were powerless to stop him well I think Hodgie hit the nail on the head we heard the umpire's vision where he said uh, keep it clean and he goes do you see how high he jumps yeah like he's that injured and he can do what he <laughs> can the do. One, like the reason five, it worked yeah. it was because they got it right off halfback, I reckon, Geelong. And they were able to run through with speed. So Hawthorne's defence was up, yes. But then because they got through with speed off halfback, Danger's just sort of sitting got there going, well, here we yeah, go, yeah. one on one. How, how good is this going to be? Because he couldn't defend Danger. There was no way known yeah. with the way yeah. he, was, he was moving. And I love the question now, is it... Can you defend with 17 and leave one bloke uh, inside 50 just to do damage? Well, I think also you, you're going into that game not preparing for him forward. So mm. it's a big change when Dangerfield's around the stoppage. Mm. I know he's played a little bit forward. He did it more at Adelaide. He played a fair bit forward at Adelaide. But I, I just think if you're opposition coach and you see Paddy Dangerfield run to full forward and you prepare for it, you're rubbing your hands together. That's not to say that he can't do damage, but it means he's not around the stoppages. Yeah. He's not around he's the ground. He's averaging in the last uh, at the games that he's been at Geelong and played against Adelaide. Comes back to your midfield again. He's averaged 19 contested possessions yep. per game, yep. which is a fair. 
fair chunk of the it sauce is. going Geelong's way. Yeah. It was funny, though, his comments. I think he said something like, Geez, like playing at full forward, you stand around a fair bit and wait. You know, it's <laughs> like the midfielder there. That, and I'm sure if you ask Paddy, he'd rather play midfield because he has more impact on the game. Yeah. Can he go forward a passage of the parts of the game? Absolutely, because he's an absolute superstar. But I reckon if you're preparing for it at Hawthorne you're, and all week you're watching vision, then, you, then you've got a, a better way to stop it. If it happens midway through the game, poor the young irony defenders... Of it is, the irony of it is, if he played full forward every week, he probably could average four or five goals. But you know what he's he thinking now? You know what he's thinking but now he wouldn't well. win the Brownlow. No, that's no, right. No, but yeah. he's, what he's thinking now is, I'm just going to get three or four years, years at the end of my career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you don't jump as high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just quickly on your battle, who wins it through the middle of the ground? Who's got the firepower then? You've got Jenkins deep, then you've got Walker, you've got Lynch, and then we know that Harry Taylor's gone back. So does Danger, regardless of his injury, spend a bit more time there? Oh, it's, a, it's a hard one because he's... Oh, I think if... if Sloan's there and Scott Selwood goes to Sloan, then that takes away a need for a midfielder. Yeah. So, so it does allow Joel Selwood or Dangerfield to spend more mm. time forward because that's one... And Mitch Duncan's been terrific as well. Mm. I mean, he's been very, very good in there. Ruzi, uh, Sam Reid is out for the Sydney yep. Swans. There was talk that Kurt Tippett might come in, but they've opted for Callum Sinclair. Yeah, look, the in's uh, Sinclair in, Reid out. I saw... We saw Tippett get slightly injured in the seconds yeah. last week. He so hobbled he out play. onto the ground after yeah, the game, Yeah, he didn't, didn't he? play in the last quarter, I yeah. think. A lot of ins. I won't get rid of the out, necessarily all the outs. Gilbert's an out. Hickey's an out. We'd, we'd probably expect that. But Webster, Longer, Dunstan, Akers, and Marshall plays his first game. He's a mature age, about 200 centimetres. Probably goes forward mm. uh, with battle going out as well. So, uh, look, an, another sort of critical game. And I, I think the, these two teams have met before. I think the, the key for me was what Richo said after the game, that they just probably went too fast. I, I remember him spoke about Now, that was at Etihad, which is a, a fast ground. But I think if you're going to beat Sydney, you have to be more controlled. And that's what Richo said after the game. They felt like they were just too manic. And that just plays into to Sydney's hands. Because if you're going to be manic and just dump it in, generally Sydney have one just sort of sitting off a high half forward. So I reckon you'll see a more considered offensive ball movement from from the Saints. A bit like maybe Collingwood played against Sydney early in the year yeah. where they kept the ball off and down back. And that's their natural game style. Webster will help that too. He's a yeah. beautiful kick of the yeah. footy. It was interesting... Um that, so you mentioned some of the players that gave great interviews. And we spoke to David Zaharakis mm. after the game mm. last Friday and he was really honest and, and gave some really good tactics saying we had to drag St Kilda wide and then go back in and cut back in and use the corridor. And, uh, and when we actually spoke to Alan Richardson, we asked him about that as well. Yep. And Richo said, oh, yeah, we, we knew that was coming. But if he knew that was coming, it didn't make it downstairs because... Well, you know, the, most things are coming. It's just whether you can execute yeah, yeah, or right. not. Well, and most that's, teams and that's this time of year know how they're going to play. And I reckon on that, Derm, I mean, you're going to see... Because what Zaka was saying was right. Sydney, uh, the Saints get a lot of numbers to the footy, so you've got to get out wide. Sydney get a lot of numbers to the football as well. But I thought what Sydney did really well, the Giants have beaten Sydney on the outside game the last three or four times, just obliterated it. I thought Sydney got them on the inside... And we see some vision here. They, they not only got them in the inside, you watch the numbers that they get to the contest, which is very Sydney-like. And they've done this pretty well against the Giants in the past. You can see McVeigh, and then you've got Hewitt coming in, you've got uh, Parker coming in. But this is the difference to Sydney. This speed, and um, I, I, we yeah. both thought they were able to get them on the outside as well, which hasn't been the case when the Saints have been, uh, when Sydney have played the Giants before. One of the issues there on that piece of footage was. When they exited across the half-back, uh, the chalk of the half-back, yeah. 
two of those three chasing players were Rory Lobb yep. and Shane Mumford. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they just haven't got a pressure tackling forward. Doesn't mean they're not having a go. Yeah. They're having a go. They're, they're, their personnel is not equipped to bite on and, and latch on and hold that ball in there. But yep. the Saints, like you spoke about control, Sydney over the past month have scored 68% when they go inside 50. Yeah. So yeah. on turnover, they're just they going and yeah. going, banging, hit the scoreboard, and they wasted their opportunities, GWS. So if they can be patient, yep. they're going to be in a long way, the Saints. Yeah, you can't bomb it in. I agree. Yeah. I think it's going to be a fascinating game. And mm. Kills' natural style off half-back is to spread the ball by yep. foot. The Skilda's problem is they dump it in long. So I reckon they're going to have to adjust that, Dicko, like yeah. you said. Lower their eyes going inside 50. They, they may have lost the first six. They're going to take a power of beating yeah, here absolutely. this morning from yeah. here in. Could be and top four. Oh, yeah. It's insane, one game off top four. This man is with us next week, boys. Your old mate, the horse. The horse. That was a smooth transition. You hand it yeah. over to him. A very, very good horse. Doing a good job. Yes, that's very friendly music, wasn't it? Did yeah. you choose that? Oh, I did, actually. I was bopping away to it. Yeah, it's part no of my uh, Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got no idea. How about you show us an idea and tell us? <laughs> tell us oh, I love it. You about the, the ins and outs of the uh, Essendon v North Melbourne. All right, we've got weight back in, Dumont, uh, Durden, Clark and Larky in. But Thomas, big out. He's gone forward, back now out of the side. And Goldstein's a huge mm. one. Azebel managed. You'll love that one. That'll Rizzi. be his first. Hibbert and Wagner. But... Joe Watson back in, massive. And Laverde, Bird and Green are out with a hamstring. And I'll just make the point of it, Essendon, uh, have they produced plenty this year? They haven't won three in a row since round 18, 2014. So here's their opportunity. North, plenty out of the side. What they did last week, you spoke about Zacker and what he spoke about, how um, prepared this team is. I said about a month ago they're the most dangerous team by foot and the way they're attacking, so it is a big opportunity they for They do them. have some issues in the middle against really good opposition and winning the footy. Both ends have been propping them up against good opposition. The midfield hasn't been winning as mm. much of it, but, yeah, I'm seeing a really well-balanced layout of a team. They've got p uh, pace on the outside. Yeah. They've got uh, some hard grunt players to go on the inside. They've I got key position players. Everyone's talking about Watson, Durham. I think for that reason, you're right. I mean, you're still, particularly once, and they've got to get to finals yet, but once you get to finals, it slows down a bit. The game mm. tends to be way more physical, not as quick. Scores drop a little bit. So I think with Watson... Yeah, he does provide that real grunt in there because they've certainly got a lot of X factor. They've got a lot of speed. They've got a good spine. You've got tools, you know, in the forward line. You've got two good tools mm. playing well down back. So the balance of their team is really nice. From a Kanga's point of view, I mean, not not this year with Goldstein, with all due respect, but arguably their two best players are Goldstein and Zebel. One's been managed, so he can go to the movies, yep, which, is, right. which is nice. Yep, he can, yep. He's allowed to get out of bed. He's allowed to get out of bed. Maybe Spider-Man. And obviously a lot of discussion around Goldstein as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, Is that a statement? To the rest of the list as well. Oh, no, I think it's. A, I think it's a form. Or is it just purely yeah. form? Purely form. Yeah, purely yeah. form. But I, I mean, Jonathan I, I, Brown on couch a couple of weeks ago was sort of yeah. saying that he thinks Goldstein might have to. But go there back are certain two, players so that he's becoming keep in. Yeah, even when they're out of form. So, well, I think he may have been given that chance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if a couple of weeks ago it's been identified, and then you sort of couple more weeks, nothing's improved. 
Yep. Well, the reality is you, you will get the tap on the shoulder by the coach. Spoke about David Zaharakis and his quote to us after the game, how he said that they wanted to pull St Kilda wide and then have players flushing through. So there it is on screen there. We had a massive focus offensively uh, to get to the outside and open up the short 45. So here they go, hit the wing, come back in, and once the camera pulls away, look at all the inside runners, look at all the outside St Kilda players they've pulled out, and from behind the goals, that's what it looks like. That is a wonderful illustration of how they were coached against. And as Richo said, he knew it was coming, they obviously just couldn't stop it. Or the players what it play. Well, you see Robert in there. He's the one who likes yeah. to get off. So if they go wide and keep it wide, yeah. he's the one who can actually get off, dump kick to him, yep. and away they go offensively. When ball comes like that, he yep. has to engage. So got drawn up, wasn't effective over the top. Collie with speed. One thing they've uh, got right, I reckon, Essen in the last month is their balance the handball, kick to handball yeah, kick ratio. To handball. Yeah. yeah, we saw them early in the season just dominate by foot. So sides preparing, okay, they're going to go by foot, but the way they can exit with hands, that vision was unbelievable. He could have kept going yeah. and gone lateral and kept the ground go wide. I think yeah. Kangas, Kangas are similar. Kangas defend skinny as well, like St Kilda. So that's certainly something that Scotty and the coach group would look at and be aware because North Melbourne are very good at getting numbers. Mm at the contest, narrow to the contest, they're going to have to almost like a line-out situation rather than all going ball, ball, ball when mm. Essendon get it because they've got good speed and they are starting to chain handballs as well as their kicking yeah. game. With Zeebel on the sitting out the pine, going to the movies, as you said, <laughs> it comes back and falls back to Ben Cunnington once again. He was a, uh, a single hand last week as oh, well. Oh, his form's been very good. His form's Recently, been... yeah, over, it's funny over a number of when weeks. When he's not suspended. Yeah, when he's in the, in the line-up. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's, uh, his game last week yeah. was, was very good again. He's one that is... In a side that is really struggling this year, he's been a, a shining light in terms of his determination and grit, but then the, the ball-winning ability and effect from Isn't his Isn't it funny when your team drops well? off, your, your discussion around All-Australian? Because when, mm. I think when I, you come up with his name, you look at his stats, and I remember seeing him, what game was it? He almost single-handedly got him over the line against the Bulldogs, last quarter against yep. the Bulldogs. He was enormous, yeah. He was unbelievable. Yep. But when you're, when you're dropping games, and what have they won, four or five games... Mm. No one really is giving him the, the credit that, that he deserves. He's been amazing. Well, when the game gets harder or it's closer, he's the only one I've elevates. seen. Yeah, elevates yeah. up. Yeah. Jono, I, I'm, yes, I'm the world's worst tipper this year, but you've gone for that. North Melbourne. Kiss of death has nearly got you, actually, I think, this year. Settle down. <laughs> yeah, he's, Pull he's, up. he's on a world he's record pace. Yeah. He's on world he's record pace. He's about four a week Don't worry about there's, that. There's, there's a couple this of times the old, the old kiss of death's got seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. the, rest, the rest of us have got two. That's right. Yeah, but it's been you a big have year gone for North Melbourne. I did. I've just. I don't know. I've, just got, I've got a feeling. I love Essendon. The way they play their footy. <laughs> My favourite team probably to watch at the minute. But I don't know. There's just something. Did you watch them last week? There. I don't know. Essendon. Yeah, that's why I've fallen in love with them big time. But North. <laughs> did I don't you know. watch North? There's just something in my head saying North Melbourne are going to create the upset of the round. I'm okay. tipping if you think that there's not much in your head <laughs> at the moment. He did. One thing the last one you got that we bagged you. Oh, there's, been, there's been a number all year. Yeah. We all went for a yeah. West Coast. We bag it all the time. Yeah, the one thing it. we spoke about was come through with Scotty's the game plans. <laughs> Scotty, they'll kick 100. They'll kick 100 points against us because defensively, that's second nature to what they're trying to do offensively. Yep. But I think the outs. Are you changing your tips after the outs? No, no, I've got to stick with it now, so we'll be right. <laughs> you go and we'll see what happens. Grab Zeebel and get him yeah, out of yeah. the movies. Uh, it'll make it interesting anyway, watching yeah. the game yep. if North Melbourne are uh, right amongst it.
Well, while you're in such good form, mate, uh, talk <laughs> us through your beloved doggy. Or do you bear it for the cats now? No, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, you're a doggies man through and through. They're taking on the Gold Coast Suns. And good to see a kid I've seen play a bit of footy, Jack Scrimshaw. He'll be debuting for the Suns Yeah, as well. he will be, along with Lonigan and Fiorini coming into that side. So Scrimshaw's from Sandringham Dragons. He's a beautiful, defender, rebounding, great kick, kick of the footy, footy. left footer. Yeah. So it's got that beautiful natural left foot uh, left foot kick. You know how good. everybody says when, when you get a young player come through, Oh, he plays like such and such. If ever there was anyone who plays like Jack Scrimshaw, um, plays like Grant Burch. I was going to say that. Mm. Yep, exactly yeah. right. Carbon the, copy uh, kicks yeah. it beautifully. Come and on. Eastern Wood comes back in for the dogs and, and first string around. I play, I play Eastern Wood forward this week. We there do. you go. Something, yeah. something yeah. a little bit different, especially with the outs for Ablett for Gold May. Coast. Ablett May and Lions. The first, players. second, and third, <laughs> yeah. their best and fairest aren't playing. So that's a that's a mini disaster for for Rodney yeah. E going going to Cairns that's with, with that ribbon. And what wow. what also the dogs can't. Their scoring hasn't been great this year. So why not throw things around a little bit in a, in a Gold Coast side that is, you know, limited with, with uh, their high-end talent? Yeah, I don't disagree with that because they're, they're, they're kicking inside 50 has been an issue all year. Their marks inside 50, I think the last three weeks, 9, 9 and 11. Yeah. First quarter of the last week against Carlton, had 14 inside 50s or 15, had zero marks. So they, they did adjust it, to be fair to them, after quarter time. Mm. They did adjust it, but it's been a consistent problem for them all year, hasn't it? Just well, it has, or whether it, it's a Rob Murphy or something so, like but that. But when you're not marking it, you want it deep. Yep. They're shallow, yeah. so their their entries are really shallow. So, so Rodney Ede has just gone. Yeah, we'll write that down because Jono speaks to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Keep going, Dicko. No, no, jump the in over the top of this, please. They didn't get their hands on it last week either, Gold Coast. So yeah. 76 fewer disposals was worst differential for the round. But mm. when you can control the game against Gold Coast, they're very um, – what's their – their ability to turn it over, they, they just drop off. They defensively drop off. We saw it against Sydney a couple of weeks ago. So, But they're working that's so the hard, Dicko. Like they, they start poorly, Gold Coast, then they fight their way through the second yeah. or third quarters. They yeah, either they even the game up or sometimes they, they bridge that gap. Burst and then And then they drop they're off, fatigued. Yeah. The drop-off is, is significant yeah. in that last quarter. Yeah. Instead of going, starting okay, build, 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 strike, they start poor, build, 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 Gone. Yeah. You'd love to see the scoring profile because yeah. I reckon they'll have six kicked against them. They'll kick six. <laughs> well, I speaking of the profile, much... mate, there it is right there. Yeah. For Maybe you. they might have Bloody's, Bloody's rule. Bloody's rule was when they kick three, we defend in a row. Yep. Otherwise, we just go full tilt. But I think it's hard to, it's hard to get a brand if you've got so many injuries all the time. Because you've got, they've had so many ins Haven't and they? outs. And their best the player's playing injured too. Uh, best player's players injured. Yeah. So it's really hard to establish That's a got to come into contention when you discuss Rodney Eads' future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because hey, he really hasn't had a chance to do that. Just on the doggies, though, every time that they've looked good this year, the, the runs they get in games where you think, right, they're going to run over the opposition, it's when Caleb Daniels has the ball yeah, in his hands. Yep. His ability to set them up yep. from stoppages, his clear thinking is... It's, it's right up there with league's best. He's got great composure, hasn't he? His you know second that, quarter, this, this is mostly <laughs> in the second quarter. His second quarter was found. I think he had 11 possessions in the second quarter. But just his ball in hand, right there. You talk about now, I mean, we saw Frio butcher it last week. Colling have had some problems with their kicking. How important it is, stating the obvious, but look at these kicks. This kick here was sort of on the outside of his boot adjusting the kick so it didn't go to... He, makes you, move, he makes you move as a mid or a forward, doesn't yep, he? Because if he's off half-back, you want to cut because you know he's going to hit you up. Yep. Or you're as a forward, you know that if I just burst a space here or I cut back, he's going to hit me up every time. As a forward, midfielders used to do that all the time. Mm. Crawford used to do it. Uh, Ricky Ladson, when he'd come off, he'd just 
you're not going there, and then you double lead back. Yeah. He's got that ability. Yeah. And like you said, kicks on the outside of the foot. Does Defenders feel like try that? and read that. Used to apologise if you dropped one of Johnny Platten's because they're harder to get out of the way of. <laughs> and and an Lewis Young kick. was the 999th player to debut for the oh. dog. So the next one to debut is number 1,000. 1,000. Which is uh, not a bad honour to have, I, I like suppose. Lewis Young too. He's a tongue poker. Yeah. <laughs> he played a very good game <laughs> too. He took some good marks. He did play yeah. well. Looked All good. right, we're taking a break, guys. Coming up after the break, we're going to have a ripping look at the Magpies. Rusey. All right, then. Collingwood take on the West Coast Eagles, but a massive out for the Magpies, Rusey. Yeah, they're obviously going to play Sunday, so they've picked from. But Pendlebury's out. He's uh, broken a finger, so he's big out. Jono's just going to have a look at the team, and he'll set it up in a minute. But Greenwood's in. Phillips, Cox, Wills to be um, picked from. Uh, Maston, who sort of hasn't really been... It's been a terrific player for a long period of time, but hasn't really been able to establish himself this year. Uh, Yo's a big in for them. But what, what I thought we'd do, boys, given that they're healthy, we just thought we might have a little bit of a look. The Magpies, they haven't had a real good look at it. Been a bit hard on Bucks to try and pick his best 22, but they're relatively healthy now. And I just thought, what what do we want to see from a... If you're a Collingwood supporter and you're going to the game on the weekend and you look in the next six weeks, what's the sort of side you want to look... You want to know. Yeah, you, you want, want to know. know. What, yeah. uh, if, regardless of what happens, and we won't go into that discussion, but you want to know what your players are capable yep. of for 2018 and beyond. So the first thing I'd look at is yep. Darcy Moore. Prodigious talent, but he gets the ball eight times a game. He'll kick one goal two, two goals one. Yep. You want more from him. You feel he's got more. He play, so for me, I'd say that he's been played as a forward, a second string, high-marking forward in the forward line at AFL level. Throw him to centre-half back. Yep. Yeah, I've seen for him For three place, or four yeah. games yep. to the end of the year, see how he goes. He might turn into a 15-possession, yep. a, a four-intercept marks centre-half back. Yeah. You've got to know because yep. you, you don't want to turn up in round one next year, maybe lose, maybe lose three out of the first four and think... We need a centre half back. You've I've got to seen find him out. play centre back at under 18 level. He did particular. Who would Jono? Who would um, I just Dicker, Who would you play forward if you were going to put more? What would you would you play Howie as a I'd forward? I'd love to see Howie play 30 percent of the game time forward. So yeah. we know he can play down defence. Yep. And just on that, how frustrating would Jono be in match committee? He's touched about 25 magnets <laughs> and just confused everyone. <laughs> He's made the move before I even mean? said it. No. So you no. put him at centre no, half, half, half forward. Line. Line. Oh, yeah, I would put yeah. Howie at centre half forward. Yep. Swap read. How so? Reed and how? I definitely want to see him. We know he can play back there. Yeah. Melbourne he played predominantly. He got forward. recruited as a as a forward, and I, I don't mind Reed forward, John. I, I like mm. I like particularly if you're gonna. I like Darcy Moore down back. I reckon too. Just on the back line here, I, I reckon Wells or Varco have to play have to play down back. I know exit pace. Yeah, just yep. I love to see some speed and. Of ball use, because that's something that they've struggled. Barco's done it, so I don't mind either one of those half forward, high half forward. Yeah, what about Tagoey then? Do you just keep him on the bench through a midfield rotate, midfield forward rotation? Where would you put him first? Would it be a midfield rotation? Because his ball in the midfield has increased. It's been quite effective since coming back into the, the line. The problem I've got, um, John, Digo, you and I probably touched on it before. Where does Greenwood fit in? Because he came to the club as a midfield tagger. Is he? I don't. I see him a bit of a spare cake at a wedding here because he's not really 
He's not really a, a forward, but he's been asked to play in that role. I'm not saying he can't play the role, but do you... Well, if you, if he doesn't tag, tag, you have him in there. Yeah, because... Would you, would you have him as a tagger or would you have him on the bench and allowed to go to go through the midfield? That's probably the question, John, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, well, it is. Like, I think yeah, I think he has to tag. I think for, yeah, for I Collingwood to be successful against West Coast, he has to either go to a shoey and just well, and do and do the job. Yep. And maybe those two can yeah, even yeah. combine and then with Dugowie a roller. Comes then Dugowie in. comes in and, yep. and gets a bit more freelance through there. Adams is another one that could could go to uh, maybe a Pritis or something yeah. like that and try and because he's aggressive around the contest, get on, compete inside. And then, uh, and then try yep. and get And the other run. one is Rupert Wills, uh, Maynard. I'd swap those yep. two there because uh, Rupert, he's uh, hard as a cat's head. Uh, young kid, needs to be shown the ropes a little bit. So a little bit of pinch hit yep. uh, through See, the I like mid. Maynard. I like the way he No, no, it. I'm not yeah. saying... You need seven defenders out. anyway. So yeah, he, come, he might yeah. come in and rotate yeah. through your seven because he's been his ball use is good, generally Maynard's yep. ball use. So that probably gives him a little look. Nice speed there, some hardness. Darcy Moore, a chance to, you know to display his wares down there yep. and, and then how he forward and reads. So, that's, that's so the other one I would, would look at is uh, how I would look at swapping him. He was brought to the club as a perhaps full forward, lead up forward who could swap to the wing. Yeah. Like Jack Gunston or Adam Goods mm. used to play in his yep. twilight Good years. Engine, Hosken yep. Elliott would be... Uh, yeah, so those two would keep doing that yeah, for me. Around, you yeah. talked about... So wing back for Jeremy Howe so he can still play this role but then get back into set mark as well. Absolutely. And, away you go. and, then, and then at times play him as a forward as well to try and make mismatches. And Hoskin Elliott moves so much. Who you play on, on uh, um, Jeremy Howe as a backman... You're going to have to make the whole change, the whole matchup change when he swaps with Hoskins. Well, you have to lock Gaff away, though, for, for West yeah. Coast, or at least pay him the due respect, because he's going to get you 30. Where do you and see... if it's outside ball for Gaff, yep. then look out. Where do you see West well. Coast? Because they're a team, I mean, Derm, you did an article earlier in the year, and we were probably mm. similar. We both saw them not playing well, but we saw some real upside. Mm. Where do we see West Coast? They're still in that... Watching them live last week... Rusey, they they got it right. They, they Fremantle did well in terms of yeah, they, just they did kick straight. So they well, probably Fremantle have won should have won the game, won the game but, really. But they got it right around the stoppages early yep. because the word around town was that it was going to be on. Like yep. last derby at Subiaco, it was going to be it was going to be on for young and old. So Fremantle were all in at the contest, and West Coast actually had their players there, but then they had good protection on the outside. They won uncontested ball by by plenty, and that's where yeah. they set up their scores early by kicking five goals in the first quarter for for Ish for play like this where they got the ball to the outside effectively and Fremantle had their all their numbers caught in around the contest and then couldn't defend especially for forward of centre so they've got that part of their game I think back on track West Coast they they were okay against Port Adelaide but Port Adelaide were too good at scores from stoppages yep. they fixed that up against uh, the pr Fremantle their pressure has been good since the bye um, their intercepts first half of the season they were scoring off through intercepts the roof, yeah. through the roof mm, now yeah. only 38 points a game so lowest in the competition see my Martin. concern when you're trying to intercept that I worry about that is their main strength yeah. I mean they had 20 something intercept marks so they can't do that any better but they had three intercept markers yeah, so no, teams were setting up yep. to, to exploit two of them because yep. no, right. one can intercept market at the but time. they did it well last week against Fremantle yep. very well but Frio Probably should have won, won the game. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't you can't rely on that to win a premiership. Yeah. You've got yeah. to go forward of the contest, not not rely on intercepting it because it's going in your defence. Mm. Let's talk about their cross town rivals. They're taking on Hawthorne. They're at home now. Fremantle take on the Hawks. Dicko, have you got the ins and outs there for us? We'll I see have a the couple ins. for the 
Dockers. A couple for both here. So we've got DeLuca and McCarthy come in. And Cox and Ryan for Freeman and Well, uh, they're out not because of form. Because uh, they've actually been all right. They've been all right, but they had a little drink after the game on Sunday. So disciplinary reasons. So is that a concern, concern you go? You had Blakely a couple of weeks ago just yeah. leaving, to, leaving, leaving training. But no, I know it's not drinking, but he's still left training to go do his own thing. These guys are now gone and done their own thing. Obviously, when standards are set that they weren't, Meant to do it. It's, so. a, a cons- it's a concern when Blakely does it and then you think to yourself, okay, we're still a chance and how do we best prepare ourselves? And they travel every second week, so they should know. Yeah. So yep. the drink after the game, it's just negligent really. Um, and then uh, the Hawks, White Cross and Connor Glass come in. Heatherly and Stewart are out. So yep. It's a bit stiff though, isn't it? You can't have one Colonel Clink on a Sunday. Well, they're drinking well, they're they're the they'd have, the, they'd have the, the rules. I mean, the rules are the rules, I guess. Well, it's it's how you s- deal with them. That's that's the biggest thing. Six day You're going to have it. How you deal with them, you deal with it and you move on. Again, yeah. just reflecting on what Joel Selwood said... <laughs> It was fascinating because we've, we've seen Hawthorne evolve over the course of the year, first five or six weeks. And Joel mentioned that. He said he wasn't used to preparing from last week compared to the first time they played them. So they were a lot faster. Normally it's a slow game when you play Hawthorne, uncontested mark. So it was actually quite fascinating watching Hawthorne evolve from that uncontested mark team. Now they're quite hard around the contest. They're winning contested balls. Is that a byproduct of them, their numbers for contested possession going through the roof? So they win it at the source and then it's live. It's still live so they've got to get to the outside and they play quicker away I think from there's it. two things. I think they address their contested ball but they just don't have the kickers that they used to have. Yeah. You know, So they, they can't control the ball. What they've added is some more speed. So it's not just spot kick, spot kick, spot kick, spot kick. Now, as you can see on the vision, there's a few spot kicks in here, so they're still using it by foot. But when they get the opportunity now, there's a bit of overlap run. There's a bit of handball run. You can see this. This probably last year would have stayed in a slow play. Now, that bloke should have got a couple of weeks, John, but <laughs> that's another story. Now they're evolving Dicko into a more of a running handball team as well. Yep, they are 100%. You knocked the uh, nail on the head there with the contested. Uh, thir- first 13 rounds, they were terrible in the comp, 17. But now they're third in the comp. But you'll see here, look at the space through the middle of the ground. Look at them running waves. So that overlap run yep. is enormous. So sides used to try and do that to Hawthorne and they'd get shut down. So they know what they like. And the opposition, they can't prepare for it at the no. moment. So yep. they're coming in now going, right, uh, fresh set of heels. And on, off the back of uh, Joel's comments there, isn't it great... The truth syrup that the players are drinking now, they're just telling us exactly what we want to hear. But it's great to hear that from Joel and the fact that they've had such a good yeah, clash. I reckon over if the you're years. Frio, all you're doing, you look statistically with Hawthorne, you're looking at a five week block. You're not even worrying about what happened pre buy because they're a dramatically different team. I talk about Frio, I mean, they should have won the game, but some of their. Is that what's influenced your tip here against Hawthorne? Yeah, I've, I've, I generally look at. Not necessarily the result, but the result at the end of the day is going to determine when you win, keep your job. But looking at Freo last week, they've got their, their contested ball. They were a little bit skinny at times, uh, John. I acknowledge that. But at least they're back at the contest. They're back hitting in. Fife's now getting more of the ball. Looks like he's got over those injuries, etc., etc. So I like the way they're playing. But what you can't coach, it's very hard to coach shocking kicks Shocking, yeah, five shots and goal, yes. and two out in the full. Yeah, yeah so bad. really, if you an, if you analyse that game, Frio won the game. Didn't win on the scoreboard. So when you when you're a coach, that doesn't mean anything to the West Coast supporters or the Fremantle supporters. But a coach's job is to analyse what actually happened in game day. And I would imagine what Ross would be saying, guys, we can't control this. Well, I can't. You can. 
We need to keep hitting in around the contest. We need to keep winning contested ball. And we'll, we'll hit those targets. Uh, when you and I were having to work that day, and I'm driving on the way home, I was listening to the score... 2.13 yeah, they were yeah. at one stage. Yeah. I thought, oh, come on. And the misses were disastrous. Disastrous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, mm. you're, you're tipping Frio because you're the president of the anti-Hawthorne <laughs> club as well. <laughs> 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 Let's bring in Nathan Brown from Sportshead. Brown Dog, where, there he is. <laughs> hello, Dan. Yeah, hello, mate. How are you? Gee, you wouldn't want to have been on Fremantle last week, 2.13, would you? No. Bradley, <laughs> 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 Anyway, uh, Adelaide and Geelong is the biggest match of the round. It's going to be an absolute beauty. Uh, Adelaide are favourites, but Geelong have had probably bigger bets at the moment. We have double the bets on the cat so far. That doesn't mean more money, just means that the, the price of 260, I think the punters like, it's a good price. The total point score, you'd think that this is a high-scoring game, wouldn't you, Geelong and Adelaide? The last three times, they've been under 170. The line in this one is 178. And of the last 13 games they've both played this year, they've only been over 178 twice. So I like the unders for that one. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you want to have a look somewhere else, do total points analysts, under. Do your analysts take into account that Adelaide, and especially under Pikey, cannot yep. beat the Cats? Uh, they do, they do, and uh, that's why the, the price will be adjusted according to, I guess, what our analysts think. Uh, our analysts will set the market, and if they think Geelong's going to win this game, they'll, they'll allow Adelaide to drift, drift, drift out, and they'll take bets on them at the same time. So, uh, And our analysts are very big on the Cats this week. Because we can always go with hunches, but when you're playing with money... <laughs> <laughs> and they've got all the, uh, the analytics going on. A lot, yeah. lot smarter men than me and you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richmond GWS, four times the money, more money on the Tigers at $2.20 at the moment. Perfect for the 24-up promo. Last time these two sides played, Richmond with 31 points up, paid them out. GWS come back and win, so everybody's a winner, everybody's happy. The 24-up <laughs> promo like... is an absolute beauty. Everyone's happy. Everybody's yes. happy, except the Richmond supporters, obviously, <laughs> at that point. Now, Sydney and St Kilda. Last time, uh, the last four, five times they've played, the Saints have lost by 40-plus against Sydney. Um, the average winning margin at the SCG this year for the Swans has been 42 points, so 40-plus is $2.50, which is not a bad bet for the Sydney Swans in good form. Josh Kennedy's back, mega bet around him, kick a goal in every quarter. Doesn't have an obvious matchup against the Pies, $8 for him to kick a goal in every quarter. Brownie, you're so, a star. Mm. Thank you very much I think once the again. better the round's free metal. Thing. Happy punting. And what is it you say if you gamble? What is it responsibly? So, gamble responsibly. Yes, that one. Yes. And when you're down, don't chase. <laughs> yes. Don't chase. We don't, don't chase. Don't chase. Coming up next. Jono, never chase. Yeah. When the ball's in your head, it's hard. Tigers are up next. <laughs> Celebration there. <laughs> 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 it was a heartbreaker, wasn't it? Let's have a look at this one, uh, Dicko. Three changes to both teams. 
And a couple of first gamers possibly getting their uh, first crack at it with the Giants. Yes, uh, well, I'll do the changes. Uh, Markovic, uh, Ellis and Bolton uh, in. And we know it's an extended bench, but uh, Cornelio, Setterfield and coming. So Good luck to Setterfield. I've yeah. seen him play. He's... That kid is going to be a star. He will be, and good to have him. And Isaac coming as well. He's the he's short next. He's sure in the making. Is right. he? Yeah. So we'll look at Canelio, look forward to how he goes. I'd love to see him come straight back in. Yeah. His mm. pressure around the ball is enormous. Mm. So that's the bookends though, Dicko. Bit of I reckon you got you got Stevie J, He's sure and Mumford, who I think aren't in the best of form. And then you've got the bottom end. You've got you've got under fifty games still, or, or Core yeah. played his fiftieth. You've got Core Lob, Kennedy, and Perryman. And I think that's where the issues are. In terms of you've got seven players there, and if you've got seven players in your lineup who yep. don't perform on a weekly basis or are a bit inconsistent in their run, it becomes difficult for the rest of the group to maintain what we're saying. I know they've yeah. got their issues, GWS, with the way they're setting up yep. and all that sort of thing, but I think if you've got seven players who are a little bit up and down, and those, those bottom four being young are down on form. That makes it very difficult. Yeah, you're regardless. relying a lot on your best players. Mm. You know, and Mumford we consider one of the best players. Sure, you mentioned as well. You're relying a lot on their best players, so they they are a little bit down. But I think when we're talking about the Giants, we're talking about them as a premiership team. So if we're we're a little bit more critical, we're not analysing them as an eighth, ninth, tenth team. We we mm. think, correct me if I'm wrong, that that it's I don't they've know. They've got the best list. They've got the best list. Yeah. So this is a premiership that should be theirs, pending injuries and getting players back. They've got a couple of concerns. I mean, we watched Toby Green. Toby Green should have put his hand out for two paychecks last week because he was working that mm. hard to cover off on some of the weaknesses. But if his ability did... Uh, they come out one side of the ground, they hit the wings, and he'd sprinted from the centre of the ground, hit yep. the wing. It got turned over, went back, went back out the other side, a sprint across the centre of the ground to hit that wing... And then they're expecting him to tackle in the forward yeah. line. So that's, I reckon that's that's be the they, they yeah. will be then the team of the week off this year, no doubt. Like the Bulldogs last year got players back yeah. and all of a sudden away they went in the finals. I think this side will set themselves up for top four, of course, then have that week off reload. To, to reload with yeah. some of these younger players and the older players to give that spell on oh, the I, body. I still think, to go I still think they're very much yeah, premiership contenders, but they have to find a forward 50 tackler. I mean, they're just getting no re-entries. They're getting no sort of stoppages. They're not creating turnovers. And that was the difference in the game last week. We touched on it during doing the game. They were kicking skill-based, talent-based goals. I mean, there was the Kelly goal from the boundary line. Stevie J. Yeah, Stevie J. There was Scully run through the middle of the ground, whereas Sydney were game-plan goals. And I'm, just, I'm, I'm not trying to smash it. I'm just talking on that particular game itself. If Lob and Patton aren't marking it, the ball's just coming straight back out. So they do have mm. some serious structural problems. They need to convince one, two or three of their small forwards, Derm, to tackle. Well, talk to us uh, the way you think they were taking the ball in and show us show us what you mean. Taking well, it inside 50. Well, that's the other issue they had. Look, early in the year, I saw I saw um, Giants play Sydney and their ball use was elite. So I reckon this was this was more of a, a, a maybe a tired team, an out-of-form team, mm. John. I, I thought the ball use... You can see here you've got a couple of little lead-ups and you've got three players sort of running into each other. When they played Sydney in round one, two or three hundred watts, their ball use was elite. I think this comes down, I don't see this as as big a problem. It was for this particular game. This yeah. one here has to go lateral. Yeah, you look at the two guys at the bottom of the screen, it has to go lateral. If there's any team in the competition that's going to lap up this entry, it's I went swans. and got a bucket of chips while that was in the air because yeah. I was on the boundary <laughs> line. It was that high. But one thing I'm critical of the Giants, when they're pressing forward, they don't squeeze up high no, enough. Their no. defence don't come up high enough. They're the third what, worst what, what team what in the comp. Why, you tell me, why don't 
players press up, so it's a real squeeze. What's what's the main symptom of not doing that? I, I honestly believe they know the ball's coming back. They're in a good position at the moment. They're sitting at the top of the ladder. They don't really need to be pressing that hard because they're winning their fair share. Higher you press up, the further you got to sprint back. Well, but the higher that higher you press up, pre- press up, the better it is for your forwards. Like you're saying, you need a tackler. You almost compensate for that because yeah. your midfield are not sitting. Inside the square, but they at the generally, top of the 50 now. Derm, I reckon they generally want to have a goalkeeper. So they want to have that, which stretches your field. Mm. It means if you've got Shaw sitting back inside your defensive 50, it's a long field. If you're happy to bring that player up around the centre circle, yep. then it, it's, it's a short field. Does that make sense? Yep. And I reckon Giants are happy to have that player back. Yep. So then it does make it harder for the mids to squeeze in, the forwards to squeeze in. But that's just... That's and just a wider ground is going to hurt them a even more. A wider ground hurts exactly. them either. They're easy right. to rebound on. We, we talked about it as well. Well, the third worst team. Yeah. You know, sides can score from defensive 50 to forward 50, but they squeeze up and, and saturate that space. They're almost unstoppable. Yeah, I agree. They win it. Yep. What do you think last week of the way the Lions played Dusty Martin, one of the very, very best players in the country? He they tried their hardest, didn't oh. work. Yeah, <laughs> He's pretty a much. Star. Yeah. His third quarter was was phenomenal, and yeah, they tried to put as much physical pressure on him as possible. But he showed everyone in the competition how you actually play the tagger. You know what I mean? You still go and position yourself to win the ball on your merits, and you back yourself in to uh, to do that. So. You know, he's got that ability, though, where he pushes forward and he can hurt, kick two or three quick ones on you and then all of a sudden the coaches will be asking questions about what, what match-up to go with. I'm not sure whether they whether they just go head-to-head with, with Dusty and, uh, I don't know, who looking at their lineup, who they actually throw on him to... They to, generally uh, to do. They did him. a little bit of um, the, uh, Kennedy on Kennedy last week. Yeah. The, mm. the big uh, kid from... We did the pre-game. Colin Gully. Colin Gully. He did a little bit on Joey Kennedy. He's their big midfield type, but they generally sort of go head-to-head. So, I mean, very few teams have um, sort of tagged Dusty Martin because of that forward-mid-mix. So, yeah. you know, look, needless to say, he's in pretty good form. Yeah, he's going all right, isn't he? It'd be, <laughs> okay. be a battle of a uh, couple of hardheads if you threw Cal Ward at him, though. Yeah, yeah well, that would cement be. Head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I brought that up after the game. I said, John, I called you cement head. He said, no one up here does anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the Ds now. It's a fair bit of upside for the yeah. Ds, Rusey. There's a couple of ins. Well, three ins. That, yeah, they'll, they're pretty done, good. They've done really well considering the number of injuries. It's a credit to their list management and the depth of their list. But you can see Tringo, fantastic story. He gets a, he gets a game. Yeah, great kid. Worked his backside off to get back in. Love to see him back in. Yeah, Jack Watts back in. Tyson back in. Viney back in. And Salem back in. So you've got some real high-quality players. Bernie Vince, Pedersen's out. Kent's out. Wagner's out. And Joel Smith. So they're getting... Look, he, he certainly plays his best football when, when Maxi wasn't there, but clearly Max is the, the preferred number one. Why can't he get it going with Max in the line? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, he's the sort of guy that needs his foot on throat the whole time. And when he does, he's played some, some very, very good AFL football. Um, but he does drop off at times. Um, and that's clearly what's happened again. Broad when you ben say I- does drop off, what do you mean by does well, drop off? Well, just that... Yeah. We talked about that intensity around tackling and chasing. When Pedo is playing well, he tackles, he chases. But when he drops off, he's just that defensive commitment, that chase. That's been his history. He's a dreamer. Daydreamer. Um, I think it's just a habit. It's mm, just yeah. some blokes have it as a habit. Some blokes can do it week in, week out. Some guys can't. And, and at the end of Pedo's career, that's why he'll look back. And he'll have had, he's had some terrific games of AFL football, but his best and his worst 
are dramatically, dramatically different. But I, I think you're right. That some really good upside for, for Melbourne. You know, they've weathered Huge. the storm a bit. This is a great game. I mean, I, I've, yep. I've rated Port. I think the way they've played this year has been terrific. You know, they're, they're Rewind seven days. You said they could win it. I, I believe if, if my only question about Port is it become a habit yet the way they're yep. playing? Because they're playing dramatically different from last year. I didn't like the way they played last year and the year before. They were waiting for turnovers. They were waiting for... <laughs> wow. What are you doing? doing? What have you done? He's got this crazy oh, really? heavy. Can we get that? <laughs> it's Rafa Nadal. I'll tell you what. It's, it's Rafa. <laughs> if anyone doesn't say we put oh. him on this show, <laughs> all right, there's... There's... He's, he's cramped. Where's the... We have a trainer or... Do you need a stretch? Like how hard that is. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't want to do that, mate. No, no, this is, this is G-rated. What did you say there? Feel... <laughs> <laughs> Can you feel how hard it is? He's feeling his leg and he says, feel how hard it is. I felt it come on. It's right up high. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's have a look. Let's see if we can see this coming back up again. Can we, we get it? Hang on, here you go. Oh, yes. You drama oh, queen. I can't should have got under much. the desk, mate. I tried to straighten my leg out. <laughs> Oh, they're the worst. We might have high. to get a trainer now to come onto the show. Oh. With the water bottle, oh, a <laughs> little bit of a massage in the brain. I feel like hard my, my lump is. Sorry, there's about a that. fitness oh. issue with this, oh. this joker over here. I've got a hydrated So, anyway, who's going to win Melbourne or Port Adelaide? Hey, just, just quickly, you, you mentioned the press up that GWS don't do. Port Adelaide are very good at it. Very, very yeah. good. And especially this game's in Melbourne, but Adelaide Oval. Oh, when they press yeah. up, the time of forward half we've spoken about, enormous. Almost a quarter. Yeah. So they just They're dramatically the different than last year. They're now creating turnovers, Dan. They're not waiting for the other team to kick it back to them. They're, they're now, they're, as I said before, before you rudely interrupted. I've got tears on Just whether it's become a habit. You know, if it has, yeah. they've got the talent. I mean, they've got some super talented players. But, but you, you spoke about the Sydney Swans and how they play to a formula. Yep. These guys are now. I too. agree. They absolutely. all know yep. they're all on the same page. Yep. You're going into the forward line, unless you can hit someone lace out, you kick to the pocket. Yep. So we know that we get 15, 20 seconds for the boundary umpire yep. to line up. We can all squeeze up and get in position yep. and we lock it in our way. They all know. I agree. If, if, look, if Kenny has sold it and is teaching it and coaching it and the players are bought in, I generally believe, and I know everyone says, well, I haven't beat a top eight team. Okay, that time will tell and mm. we, are, we only can look at the way they're playing at the moment. I really like the way they're playing. I reckon this will be a terrific game. And they're healthy. And they're healthy, yeah, yeah. Mm. big time. Chad Wingard's rise has been very good the last month yep. going into the midfield and, and having an impact both around stoppages, speed out, and then obviously on the scoreboard as well. Inspired soon. by Michael Walters at Fremantle. Yes. Let's get our kicker up there and yep. away they go. And, of course, Paddy Ryder has been in awesome form mm, as yep. well. That'll be a real battle. Guys, that's the end of the show. Thank you for joining us. We'll Thanks, see you again. Well Thanks, 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 Thursday. Go and get some therapy. <laughs> <laughs>